Welcome to Off Topic with Mike and JD. I'm JD. And I'm Mike. And today we're going to talk to you about Avatar The Last Airbender. Now, we brought in an expert on the topic in. So let's introduce my longtime friend, Mike's wife, Kim. Hello there. Oh no, something fell down. Our perfect display. Hello there. I'm very excited to be here talking about my favorite subject of all time. As you can see, Kim might have some Avatar merchandise. Yes, this is this is all this isn't this course. isn't even all of it. Some this of it she left at home. I, I am missing my um, you know, JD, my, my great friend here, has supplied me with a lot of this stuff, including uh, a knit hat with an arrow on it, you know, a la Aang. So, unfortunately, I don't have that, and I don't have my plushy appa either right now, but those are, those do exist. Just imagine them. Yes. Just imagine even more avatars. If we ever, uh, if we ever have a follow-up episode, we'll, we'll bring on Alba as a guest star. Yes, exactly. But otherwise, we have all this lovely stuff to supplement us in the meantime. To immerse us in the avatar world. Yes. Uh, so, as you might have heard, there's been a lot of avatar news lately. Yes. Very exciting. There has been. They, they recently announced the creation of a division of Nickelodeon Studios known as Avatar Studios, which is very, very exciting for longtime Avatar fans, uh, considering the rocky road we've been on these last few years. It's true. Um, JD, I don't know if you want to elaborate, but otherwise I can talk a little bit. I think about we it. should allow the expert to elaborate. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, um,. So, so, Avatar Studios, we don't know much yet. Uh, I know I found out because I saw Mike and Brian post on their Facebooks and their Instagrams uh, announcing the creation of Avatar Studios, and this is just going to be a, a studio that's going to explore the Avatarverse and multiple uh, mediums, you know, expand on the stories of possibly existing characters, maybe new characters. We really don't know what they're going to create. We do know their first project is going to be an animated film, which is very, very exciting because if you've been following Avatar for a while, you know that they were going to make a film at the end of Avatar The Last Airbender, but they scrapped that to make Korra instead. Right. And they, made this, they took the story that they were going to make the movie with and they made it into a series of comics instead. So an animated Avatar film is very exciting, the prospect of that, especially because the last that last film of Avatar The Last Airbender was an atrocity. So, creation of Avatar Studios is very exciting. Awesome. I think people are very nervous um, and skeptical because of the, you know, the, 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 the complete disaster that the movie was. And with Mike and Brian leaving the new live-action Netflix series, I think a lot of Avatar fans are skeptical, skeptical, I can't say that word, I'm nervous, but I have hope personally. What do you What do you guys think? See, I I almost feel like the complete opposite vibe. I feel like I am not skeptical at all. I'm just like raw excitement. I feel like I you know I've already been burned. I've already seen like the worst, the mm -hmm. down, the 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 dark depths of despair that was the original movie. Uh, and you know, some people have mixed opinions on Korra, but. I mean, I loved Korra. I, I mean, I've loved the comics. And then, and then, you know, we're excited. We're, we want more Avatar content. They announce a live-action Netflix adaptation, 
And I'm like, ooh, I don't know, live action, I'd rather just an animated sequel, like, I don't know, is this going to be good? And then, and then doubly so, after Mike and Brian departed that, I'm like, ooh, now I really don't know. So as soon as they announced Avatar Studios, and they said, oh, you're getting more animated Avatar content from the original creators, I'm like, all right, whatever, like, forget, like, the Netflix series, like, I'm all on board this new, this new train, so... I'm nothing but excited. And if the Avatar live-action series from Netflix still happens and happens to be good, I mean, that's just, like, a bonus. See, personally, I really hope the, Net the Netflix adaption is good just because we need a palate cleanser. Like, yeah. I mean, I didn't expect the movie to be great. I don't think anybody <laughs> really expected the movie to be great. But, like, like you could have made an okay movie. Hell, you... I would have settled for a mediocre movie, but yeah. we didn't even get a mediocre movie. See, no. like, like you say that you didn't expect it to be great. I mean, maybe I set my expectations too high, but I really think if you put that in the hands of a competent director, you could have had like a Lord of the Rings esque series for like you know younger audiences. It, I, I yeah, think, yeah. Oh, well, the biggest well, crime. I expected. Wait, like, let me just clarify, I didn't expect it to be great after seeing the trailer. Like, this wasn't what it was announced. It was after seeing, oh, they got M. Night Shyamalan to it? Oh, that's what they cast it? I'm like, well, maybe it'd be mediocre at least. Yeah. yeah. So the creation of Avatar Studios is very exciting. We're already kind of dipping into um, just talking about the other uh, forms of media that the Avatar franchise has been in. We're already kind of getting into that. So um, I think we can do a, for anyone that's not super familiar with Avatar, we can do a quick little brief summary of, you know, what shows have happened, what books have happened. So obviously, the main thing we're talking about is Avatar The Last Airbender, which was three seasons of Nickelodeon in the mid-2000s. Critically acclaimed animated television show, um, did very, very well, and has now had a big resurgence due to it coming out on Netflix and the, pan you know, the pandemic, I think. And um, Avatar The Last Airbender actually did so well on Netflix coming out in May that it was the number one most streamed children's series on Netflix for 2020. So it, it's had a huge resurgence, which is great because, you know, Avatar fans, it's, it's not a huge, it wasn't a huge fandom, but now it's growing. And I think Avatar fans are great because they're very welcoming. They're like, yeah, it's a great show. Everyone should watch it, jump on board. So obviously we had the animated, the original animated show, after the conclusion of that, we had the comic books, which I think now there's like 12 or, or 9. There's a, there's a lot here. I have the whole stack here of just the adventures of the Yang gang after the conclusion of the show. Yeah, and for Korra Have you well. read them all? I have not finished reading them all. I've read most of them, but I haven't read them all. I, I am mm. behind. Um, but so far, what I've read, they're very good. Um, like I said, one of the... One of the they're broken up into... Um, sections of three books at a time, so they're, th they're three-part stories, and one of the stories is the plot of the movie I mentioned earlier that they were going to make after the end of Avatar, yeah. so that's exciting. You get to, you get to read... The, the Promise, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, actually, The Search. Yeah, The, oh, the, the, the Search. Yeah, yeah the, that's all about um, Zuko's mother, right? Yep, that's all about Zuko's mom, which I yeah. think when... Yeah. Which, I mean, not, not to spoil what happens it, but that was, like, the biggest plot point that everybody was annoyed wasn't resolved in Last Airbender, I feel. Yeah. And they even just 
they totally trolled the, the fans and caught. What happened to Zuko's mom? Mom, look at me, I'm a snowbank. They like, did. I was just like, that was so painful. Trouble. That was. I mean, even in the last ep the last episode of Last Airbender, you see Zuko confronting his father in prison, saying, "Where is my mother?" And that's the one big answer you don't get at the end of the show. So it's very exciting that they did. And Mike and Brian are uh, are heavily involved with the comic books. I'm a big believer if if Mike and Brian are doing it, I'll I'll trust it. It's yeah. if if Mike and Brian are involved, if they are involved, they are in charge of the story. That's a good sign, because that's what went wrong with, well, we'll move on to the next thing. We had the original show, the comics, this PlayStation 2 game, nothing to write home about, <laughs> really under... Which, that's something a lot of people want, actually, a big MMO in the, set in their universe, which I think, it really does lend itself to an MMO, like, the mythology of it. Uh-huh. And as a, as a big board game fan, um... I, like I love, I love board games and Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. Like, I, you know, they've released a small board game that's like pro bending arena that's like Cora branded. And I haven't played a lot of the Cora video games. There was a big Cora video game at one point, but I would really love like just a D and D style like role, mm -hmm. role playing game of in set in the Avatar universe, especially because yeah, you know, like there's so much unexplored thing. You could be you could create your own Avatar literally. Yeah. That is very exciting. Uh, and, I mean, there's really just so much unexplored because, like, they go back hundreds of years, like, like so, like, it's, they have all this framework set up, but, like, there's all these time periods that, like, you set up the framework of it, but you haven't really explored the details of what was going on in that time period. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't, I don't think I'm getting the order perfectly, but then after, sometime after that, we had then the last Airbender movie directed by M. Night Shyamalan, which was... Uh, a big budget movie. Uh, I mean, I remember being so excited for that movie to come out and thinking, I thought, JD, contrary to what you thought, I thought it actually looked good because I thought that it was beautiful. I I was excited. Um, and then I, I heard that it was terrible. And I was so disappointed just to hear that it was terrible. I never saw it in theaters. And t I didn't watch it until years and years later in college. I sat down with some friends and said, okay, I got to see how bad it is. And... It is just it's horrible. it's it's won many awards. It's won it's won golden raspberries <laughs> for being having the worst supporting actors. Work it's just it's an atrocity. Even if you I mean it's it's even more painful for Avatar fans, but even if you're not an Avatar fan and you just went to go watch the movie, the movie the plot is so inconsistent, not well paced, it's just not even a good movie by any standards. No one would no. enjoy it. See, well, I you have good action. You, you know, you're that lucky that uh, for the I earthbending. It's like they all like work together to lift up a single rock. It's like, come on. I, I agree. That is absolutely. Yeah. I think of the entire movie with the the names being pronounced totally wrong and the the bad story. I think the best you could have hoped for was at least some good action scenes because they had such a big budget. And literally, you had I don't know what was it six or seven earthbenders doing like several moves to move a single pebble across like a hundred like 50 feet it was it was the worst 10 seconds in movie history <laughs> see you guys all got off easy I, I was i was there on opening night uh you <gasps> oh, know no. like I, I was like counting down the days till, oh, till no. it came out and i saw it on opening night and it opens like exactly word for word with the show opening okay so, and I, you know, it was kind of wonky, but I was like, all right, well, at least it's, like, faithful to the show. Like, <laughs> it, it, is, it is one, like, 
it basically demonstrates how sometimes just mimicking like word for word something doesn't necessarily translate into a good product. Like, and also, especially when you don't say those words for words right. <laughs> yeah, that was um, an interesting choice. That was, that was a weird choice. Also, the weird like oh. racism <laughs> that. Yes. <laughs> we won't go too much into that, but uh, that was definitely not to get too much into it, but. It just made no sense. Like, but, just leave it at that. They but, made a lot of mistakes. But anyway, Avatar is a happy land, so it's let's, true. let's so, return so to we'll the move, positive. We'll move past the movie. Um, JD, I'm well, Mike, you've seen these. These are just a fun add-on. Did you ever see the, the chibi shorts that were the extra on the, the DVDs? I remember those. Yeah, I love those. Those are really fun. You've seen those, right? Yeah. Those are fun. And um, so, yeah, we got we got the bad movie, and then we had... The second series, The Legend of Korra, which is four seasons and was originally supposed to be a miniseries. But then they got approved for a second season, a third season, a fourth season. Production was very rough on that. They moved from television to purely online, Nick.com, which I remember was yeah, very upsetting to a lot of people. Um, I had to watch so many commercials for like... Yeah, for like kids' products kids and products. kids' toys. Yeah. Well, so well, that was the thing. I actually haven't seen past the first season because... Of the just poor distribution. Like, I had it set wow. to my DVR to record every episode, but then it went online, and that, then I'm, at that point, I'm like, did you make me work to watch this show? It's yeah, like, you're, you're right, JD. If you're not, if you weren't, like, super 100% dedicated, like, I think I actually even stopped watching after the first season. I just got lazy and wasn't motivated to keep watching and seeking it out and because it was always on a weird times as well it wasn't on d during even a good time slot when it was on tv um but yeah. eventually you know i i so one of my friends was saying no it, it gets really really good you should come back and watch it because even upon first watch of the first season of cora i wasn't in love so i wasn't particularly motivated to keep watching um so but legend of cora ended up also being critically acclaimed just like after so, the last Ember, ended up covering a wide array of important and sometimes controversial topics, which um, it was definitely a more mature show than the last Airbender. Yeah. Much more mature themes, more violent, um, but the bending is absolutely insane, and I think that's one of my favorite parts of the show. Also, the animation is just beautiful. Like, yes. I mean, the animation of the first series is fantastic as well, especially in the third season. But, you know, even if you didn't enjoy Korra uh, as much as The Last Airbender, the animation really gets taken up to a, mm. 11 in, in that show. And, you know, having seen them on, on the Blu-ray, it's... Yeah, J.D., really you'll great. definitely have to go back and finish it because it does get so much more intense and it's, it's a very... And the, it has a lot of layers. And the villains are, like, so complex. I mean... You know, if I have even a minor criticism of the near-perfect Avatar The Last Airbender original series, it's that, you know, Ozai is a very, like, Darth Vader, like, you know, because it's a kid's show, the, the, the villains, well, Zula's pretty complex, but you know, the, complex, the main but villain Oza, is more just, like, Oza, directly like, evil. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's pretty, I like... Rule the world evil. He's a pretty yeah. one-dimensional villain, yeah. Right, whereas, you know, in Korra, I think they really go the other way, and, like, the villains, I think, are just phenomenal, and in, in they're the highlight of Korra. Yeah. And but, then... Sorry, JD? No, well, well, no, no, you had something to say. Go ahead, Kim. Oh, I was gonna say, and then, you know, we can come back and talk about favorite and least favorite parts after, but, um... 
then after the core, we got the announcement of the live-action Netflix series, which people were also very excited about. And Mike and Brian had originally told the public, hey, we're, we're heavily involved. They're working with us. We hope to cast a really diverse cast and stay true to the character of the show. Mm-hmm. And then they announced, um, I forget what point in 2020, but towards but, the end of 2020, that they had left yeah. the show over creative differences and... Um, they had hired them as, as what's the term, show writers or show showrunners, show showrunners, yeah, and then had had brought they were no longer really taking their opinion into heavy consideration anymore. So they walked away and they signed a new showrunner. So a lot of Avatar fans are just completely saying, if Mike and Brian aren't involved, I want nothing to do with it. I don't trust it mm-hmm. at all. I if it does ever come out. I will watch it out of pure curiosity. I mean, there's no doubt I would watch it. I mean, despite, I I agree with you, I don't think it will have that same spirit as the original. But, I mean, Netflix has proven that they make very quality television. So I do do trust them to an extent with creating um, at least a cool series. You know, one of my, uh, not to get too off topic, but, you know, one of my it's favorite. called off topic. You it is get off topic. Um, I, you know, I love the Umbrella Academy. I'm like obsessed with it. But like, I read the original comics, and it's it's nothing at all okay. like the original comics. But it's a great series. Hmm. So I think you know there is something to be said of you know we have the best of both worlds. You know, it, we have what we really want, which is more animated Avatar from the original creators. But we also are getting this side thing, which might be different in. A totally, you know, fun and unique mm-hmm. way. You also, um, I, we haven't really read it, so we didn't want to talk about it too much, but they also released uh, a yep. trilogy, well, two, and there's a third one coming out, of uh, novels, uh, young adult novels, uh, talking about Avatar Kyoshi, yep. which I haven't gotten around to yet, but they they look really cool. Yeah, I've I, heard good I, things. I've skimmed the first few pages, and it, it I have to, I just got it, so I'll have to read it and let you know how it goes, but... They have these Kyoshi novels now, which is in- incredible because obviously you got a taste of her in the original show, and she's a very compelling character. Yeah, fan favorite um, for sure. And uh, JD, so you never finished Korra, so I won't I won't spoil too much for you. But um, the we then also after the completion of Korra on the the series, we got Korra comics. That just like the Last Airbender comics, pick up right from the minute the show ends. Right. And you get a continuation exploring what's going on at that point well, in the universe. I, yeah. I mean, I will spoil it for JD. Uh, <laughs> I think that, you know, they, they also, I think Mike and Brian were really passionate about the um, the lesbian romance in Korra. Well, well, which was something I mean, that... Anybody, wait, wait. Anybody knows about that? Which, see, that's... One thing, like, I'm fine with them doing it. I'm kind of upset, though, how that's, like, the only takeaway anybody seemed to have from the finale. I, like, I agree. I agree with you there, J.D. The but, finale was fantastic for but, a multitude of reasons, but, but obviously that was a big deal, considering for a children's show that it was groundbreaking that they had a... Sorry. Well, oh, the point I was trying to make was I think that's part of the reason why they did the comics was because, you know... Oh, as much as it was very groundbreaking, it wasn't really even fully, it was like implied. It wasn't even fully confirmed until much, much later that like Korra and Asami were a couple. So I think they wanted to have this, get to tell that story that kind of Nickelodeon wouldn't necessarily be as cool with them telling. 
They yeah, they did go to the studios and they they proposed their their desire to want to end the show with Cora and Asami in a in a relationship, in right. a romantic relationship, and they agreed on having them just hold hands at the end and looking at each other as if kind of a marriage scene, like how two people would look at each other on the altar before getting married. So they that was very symbolic and, and clear that they were entering into a romantic relationship. But, you know, spoiler alert, you in the comics, in the first few pages, you get to see their, you know, their time together, their first kiss together, blah, 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 more of their relationship. So um, that's, you know, I talked, I mentioned earlier how both Avatar, The Last Airbender, and Korra cover topics that are, you know, such as imperialism, genocide, uh, you know, uh, uh, disabilities, all kinds of topics that typically aren't touched on by a children's show, and now you have them trying to bring some LGBTQ representation. I mean, just a taste of it. You have, you know, two bisexual characters, not not (laughs) leaps and bounds or anything, but in the comics you are going to apparently get more uh, gay characters. What I've what yeah. I've heard because I know a little bit about the comics, so that's very exciting that they are. Mike and Brian are very passionate about being as inclusive as possible. And I think that's one of the other reasons I'm so excited about Avatar Studios is my biggest issue with Avatar as a concept is that it's under Nickelodeon. Like for the longest time, I think Cora was evidence. Nickelodeon just did not know what to do with it. They're like, this is critically acclaimed, like, we want more of this. But, like, they didn't know how to market it. They didn't know what, like, demographic they were they were approaching. Because, you know, they're used to marketing, like, SpongeBob, Fairly Odd Parents. You know, it just didn't, as much as they, like, knew it was popular, it didn't mesh with how they were used to presenting shows. And so I think Avatar Studios is going to give Mike and Brian a lot more f- creative freedom to say, oh, no, like, we want this kind of character or we want to explore this kind of story. And, like, Nickelodeon's just going to say, all right, you go do your thing. Yeah. And, you know, as long as there's nothing, like, too crazy, mm-hmm. you know, you well, can... Part of them not knowing, though, who to market it to, I also have to feel like, because it kind of is a show made for kids that's mostly watched by teenagers and young adults. Like, and... But it's still kind of made for kids. That's why I feel it's kind of hard to, like, well, who do you market it to? Do you market it to who's supposed to be watching it or who actually watches it? Yeah, I mean, and that's a whole, you know, we, we won't get too too in-depth with this, but, you know, Avatar West Airbender was clearly made for people. I think I think the demographic was 6 to 11 or something like that. And I think you had people watching it at the time. I mean, I know I was watching the season finale when I was 15 or 16, I believe. And then Cora, they really did kind of age up with their audience. And right. they, they brought in some more, some darker themes. Um, but, you know, the whole conversation of, oh, is a gay character in a children's show, is that inappropriate? Obviously, no. But, you know, this is, this is you know... Right, but that's the thing. That's how Nickelodeon. Yeah, they're they're slowly they're getting pushed and you know, as a corporate entity, they don't have an opinion. They just know how many angry letters they're going to get from moms. Yeah. So, (laughs) but core point is, you know, I I I loved the last Airbender more than Korra just because I was more in love with the characters. But Korra has so many great themes and stories and compelling villains and you know interesting themes that. Definitely worth a watch if you watched the original series but never got around to watching Korra. I would highly encourage you to go watch it. Yeah. It, it it has some really intense I think stuff I, that goes on. I think if you leave your expectations at the door, 
if I was watching Korra not as it, it's similar it's similar to Star Wars in many ways, but it's it's very similar to Star Wars in that people set their expectations at a certain level. You know, Korra suffered from trying to follow up one of the most critically acclaimed beloved but- series of all time. You know, it does have its flaws, but, you know, if I was seeing it as a standalone piece of art and not thinking about the other characters or the, the previous things, then, like, I think I would have even a deeper appreciation for it. I, I, th- I think you're also underestimating how well Korra did. Korra is critically acclaimed and and very well liked. It's, you know... Yeah, it was it was definitely critically acclaimed, but I, I, in terms of, you know, it was kind of sidelined by the company, you know, it wasn't even broadcast the final episodes... Oh, so, yeah, definitely. You know, sh- I think yes. if it was more financially successful, then I think that we would have seen a sequel series much more quickly. Yeah. So, J.D., I think I think we covered all of the mediums of Avatar. Is there anything you think I missed, either of you? No, but so I think now let's, let's talk about some of our favorite episodes. Well, why, yeah. don't, you, why don't you start us off, Fun J.D., stuff. since you've, uh, you know, you've been letting us talk a lot. <laughs> well... I guess one of my favorite episodes, and to be fair, it's like only one part of the episode is my favorite part, but it's Tales of Boss and Say. Now, mm-hmm. I don't care about most of the episode. I mean, overall, the episode is fine, but particularly the Irish storyline in that one. It's a good one. It's that, a, that, it's that a, is just amazing. It's, it, that, that actually episode, I believe, won an Emmy. I, I, believe, I believe that episode won... Um, won some sort of award because yeah. it was so, so what? good, so much deserved. Like, like I mean, I just love the simple, like how Iowa is robbed a knife point, and he's mad at the guy for having a terrible fighting stance. He's like, "That's not how you rob somebody." Yeah, Iroh's story is wonderful. Yeah, and I think that's the first time we find out anything about his son. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, you did find out about Luten, I think. Oh, actually, no, you're right, because when do they talk about how he gave up He gave up fighting to well, break into bossing, say, when Luten died? Well, we yeah, t- which they, that's the third season you find that all out. Is that the think. third season? That Yeah, when they, Zul is talking about he, how he was weak and he gave up, yeah. They mention his failure at bossing, say, mm-hmm. pretty yeah. early on in the series. They do, but they don't it's, tell you why. It's not until the final, you know, he says, he's, in the first season, uh, he's, uh, he says that he was too tired. To keep fighting, and my yeah. men were tired. Yeah, he talks about that. Yeah, because it wasn't. An, it's not until the that episode that you mentioned, JD, that yeah. you find out the real reason, and then then you start crying. Well, even then, you don't find out the real reason, but you find out wait, what he has a son that he lost. Like that's yeah, the first time you find out about his son. Then it, I think in the third season you find out more details about it. But it was just yeah. such a great thing. Yeah. Like he's having this optimistic, cheerful day. He's doing. He's making all these friends, helping all these people out. Yep, he's getting ready for and, his picnic. And then he has that emotional moment. And I'm pretty yeah. sure that was after the voice actor died and they dedicated the episode to him, if I'm not mistaken. It was, they dedicated it to, it says at the end of that sequence, dedicated to Mako, yeah. um, which is also why they named the character in Korra, Mako, after yeah. after him in memory as well. Jay, yeah. that's, that's a great pick for a, a standout episode, definitely. And another standout episode I have, which mm-hmm. is... It's a, a very much a silly episode, but I love it. It's one of the last episodes. Is when they when they go to see the play of Avatar. I, yeah. I, that is, I think that's a lot of people's favorite episode. The, yeah. the Ember Island players. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's, it's not, not like one of my favorite things. I love how Sok 
So I was like, hey, he makes me, me out to be like, I only make stupid jokes about food. And like, yeah, you make stupid jokes about a lot of other things. Exactly. And he tells the sock, sock act he jokes to say. I love that. And I love how tough is in love. Like, wait, why do I sound like a big muscular guy? Why do I sound like a buff dude? And it's like, you're played by a buff dude. And she's like, awesome. Like, I just love how tough is the only one not to be offended by the performance. She's like, yeah, I'm down for that. <laughs> yeah, the Empire Island Players is such a self-aware episode. Yeah. It's like you kind of get to break... You get to watch them break their own, like, like, like gain, like... Break the fourth wall. Yeah, it, it's... It, that is another standout episode. Yeah. Another great moment from the episode, though, is like, once she's like, wait, did Jet, did Jet just die? And he's like, I don't know, there was some... It was so unclear, which is true, like... In, in, was, I know the creators later confirmed he died, but watching the episode, you're like, wait, what? Did he die? You don't really know. I mean, you kind of have an idea because Top says he's lying when he yeah, says I'm okay. Still, like, I mean, you don't know if you're dying. Like, nobody knows if, yeah, oh, it, yeah, it, I'm going to die shows, here. Exactly. So it's, in, <laughs> in, in, universes like, in universes like Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or, or Avatar, when some unless you see someone die, you don't really know if they're actually and, dead. And, and even then, <laughs> even, even yeah. if they die, they can come back. So, so I mean, probably not Jet because he's not any like spiritual well, be- well, being. Well, I know the creators later confirmed like, no, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, but, but I, I love just love how the episode made the joke that it's like, yeah, we don't know if he died. Yeah, that's a great moment in that episode. That 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 episode is just such quality i love i love in that episode too uh even though i didn't have a problem with the episode i like how they kind of laugh at themselves with the great divide they're like it's the great divide and they're like nah let's skip that (laughs) that that's a that's a great episode i also love how they um they make fun of katara and she's like it's like i can't resist giving crying and giving emotional speeches and they're all like well yeah uh, yeah, that sounds nothing like you (laughs) That's 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 another standout episode, JD. Definitely, it's a nice break also in the third season, which you know because it's getting a little bit more serious. They're they're yeah. building up to the battle, so it's nice to have just this random super fun episode um, later in the third season. I think I feel like earlier in the season you had you had the beach, which was kind of a more that was my favorite. Episode. Yeah, and then but later on you, the, the beach. That's the one about uh, Az- Azula, Tylee, May, and Zuko kind of going away. For the weekend to get away at t- it's just so fun to see these characters in like a non-combat like mm-hmm. yeah that's, scenario. that's the one where they're playing like volleyball and they go to the party and everything some of the most quotable lines <laughs> yeah so there's pretty great lines in there so so uh jd you mentioned two standard episodes did you have any uh um do you want to move to our favorite episodes or move to yeah, go you want to talk about ca- characters no, what are your favorite episodes? Yeah, so so Mike, you go first. Or do you have an episode that you're really excited about? I mean, I mean, from any series, it's probably you know my, my favorite episode of you know I, I'm a big action lover, so I mean my favorite episode is definitely the last one. The like I, mean, I count it since it's like an hour long kind of movie, Sosin's Comet parts one through four. But it, you know, um, mm. in terms of funny episodes, definitely the beach. I think is one of the most quotable episodes. Um, you know, I love the crossroads of destiny because mm-hmm. it's basically the Empire Strikes Back, which is my favorite movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and 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 then of course, you know, JD, you didn't get this far, but um, 
the I'm sure you're aware of Inkora Beginnings Part One and Two, which is like the flashback where you learn how like the Avatar spirit is oh, created. Oh wow, yeah, that's definitely a standout oh. episode, the best episode of Korra, in my opinion, and yeah. it and it it competes even with the, some of the better episodes of the. Original you learn series. about how the Avatar came to be. Which is, and why, like, bending exists. It's, it's like, the, the fun thing about The Last Airbender, I remember we, I used, we used to sit around and talk with friends and just philosophize about the physics of bending and the, the genetics of bending. And, like, well, why, the does the, why does the Avatar exist? Like, is there a higher power? Like, how does it all work? And this episode yeah. explains how the universe works. And it's just, and it's, you would think, oh, it's going to be let down. No, it's, it's very satisfying. It, it lives up to the hype. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, so yeah, those, those are my favorites. What about you? What are some of your favorites? Oh. I mean, we know we talked about a lot of the great ones. Oh goodness, I don't think I. I, I mean, they, I. Whenever I sit down to rewatch Avatar, I always think, "Oh, I'll just go watch the good ones," and then I just end up watching the entire watch show because every episode's a good one. <laughs> Even you take the, the you know people the Great Divide. People say, "Oh, that's a bad episode." I'll watch it. It's I love I, I love every. I think my it's funny. I can actually say my least favorite episode, but I can't say my favorite. My least favorite is Bato of the Water Tribe. Is probably my least favorite episode of Avatar, and that's the one where Avatar, where Aang gets the map to Katara and Sokka's parents, and he kind of hides it, afraid that they're gonna leave him. It's so out of character. Which, for which them. you know, it's very cringy, and it's like a misunderstanding, and they fight. But uh, so I don't really love that one because it's not as feel good. But I love any. This is kind of just me going to my favorite character, but I love any episode that's really Zuko heavy. I love the blue spirit. I love Zuko alone. I love Tales of Bossing saying say as well, but I love Zuko's story. Right. Um, uh, I love the episode. I love I love the boiling rock a lot. Mm. That's a great episode. It's kind of like it feels like a side story, but it's so it becomes so essential to the char- all the characters' arcs. You know, because you know that's the moment when May and Ty Lee break apart from Azula, and then it, that leads to Azula's downfall and her kind of losing her sanity. So I really love the Boiling Rock, and it's, I love the line, you know, I love Zuko more than I fear you. You know, May is kind of a dull character throughout the show, and that just totally, in my opinion, kind of redeems her and is yeah. a, such a powerful moment. So I love the Boiling Rock. I, I love... I don't know. I love every episode. I love the fortune teller too from season two. That's just so funny. I just love Sokka's lines of "Can your science?" When the guy in the town's like, "Can your science explain why it rains?" And he's like, "Yes, yes, it can." <laughs> um, I love. Um, uh, oh, there was another episode. I love. I don't remember what episode it is, but whatever episode it is, where Toph gets captured by. Um. Uh, the two guys her parents hired, and she metal bends for the first time. Mm. It's also mm. a great, great episode. Oh, yeah, that's the one where he, where Aang is learning how to use the Avatar state. Right, I think that's, um... Oh, actually learning how to use it, not with the crazy guy, the Avatar state. The crazy no, Earth no, the, the one, uh, Guru Patik, with, uh... Oh, okay, It's yeah. the episode before Crossroad to Destiny. I think yeah. it's just called The Guru. I don't remember Yeah, the it's the really hard for me to pick favorite episodes. I'm, it's... I... It's very difficult. I love it's. I love them all. It's it, so hard. It's so funny because you know we'll we'll have like twenty minutes to kill, and she'll like put on an episode, and then she'll just watch right through the next one, and right through the next one, and right through the next yeah. one, and then you know she's such a completionist that then she just watches the entire series. Yeah. So. 
I'm not really usually a big rewatch person. Like, you know, usually I see a series and I'm like, oh, that was a wonderful series and I don't rewatch it. But, you know, I've seen now After Last Airbender many, many times. Yeah, I really should. I really should rewatch Core because I've actually only seen Core all the way through once. And I've seen the first and second season, I think, twice. But I really yeah. should rewatch Korra because I often forget about... It's so good. I forget and, and about so a lot of the details of the show. So I really should go back and rewatch it. So before we before we step out here, um, I really want to speculate just briefly since we we don't we know so little. What do you think? Like, because we know we're getting a movie from Avatar Studios. Like, what do you think that's going to be about? Like, is it going to be about a new story, or is it going to be about older Aang? Because there's still a lot of gaps. We don't even know kind of who, other than Aang and Katara. We don't really know like who ends up with who and what's happening. And like. In the comics, like Zuko and Nay break up, you know, so y- there's a lot we don't know about older Aang, and like we don't even know like what happens to Sokka. Um, so will they continue that because it's like more popular, or will they tell us n- a new story about a new avatar just in the same universe? You know, or are they going to go forwards past Korra, back into the past? What see, do you guys, I- what do you both want to see, and what do you think we'll see? I would like to see some of the past, actually, because, like, this universe has existed for such a long time. Like, you know, like, there's been so many avatars before him. I would like to see, like, maybe not the first avatar, but I would like to see a very early avatar before, like, oh, the avatar was this, you know, big line of heroes. I would like to see what was, like, you know, not the first avatar, what was, like, the second avatar? Because that's kind of interesting, like, we right. get the second guy to do to do it. That would have, be interesting. I mean, we see we see the entirety of the first Avatar's life in that mm-hmm. flashback episode I mentioned. Um, so yeah, it would be cool to see the second Avatar, Avatar Dose. What about you, Kim? What do you think they're going to do, and what do you want them to do? In terms of just. The movie. All concert in the movie. I well, I, mean, I think eventually they'll explore everything. I think they will explore past Korra, and I think they will explore before Aang. I think they're going to go do both. But what do you want first? What are you most excited I, about? I don't really... I don't... I really have no opinion as to what I want to see. Mm-hmm. I mean... I have no idea what they're going to do. I have absolutely no speculation of what they're going to do. I I guess I kind of know what I don't want, though. I mean, I'll be happy either way, but I don't really want want? them to see... I don't want to see too much more of Aang, because in Korra, you learn a bit more about Aang's adult life, and it almost ruins Aang in a couple ways. I mean, he's still a great person. He's a great avatar. But, you know, his character is kind of called into question here and there, and... I feel like that's almost like enough for me. It's like, okay, like Aang was great, but like he was a flawed human being just like everybody else. And, you know, you got to meet his kids in Korra. So I, I don't really care too much about what happened to Aang and the, and that whole gang after the show, especially because you have the comics that go years into in, after the show. So I'm pretty content with that. I would love to find out what happened to Sokka and, and more about Toss Life. They don't really cover that in Korra too much, and they haven't covered it too much in the comics. But I agree with you, JD. I would really like to see just kind of more random stories from the universe, even if it's just about other benders. Not even It doesn't even have to be about 
the second or third or hundredth avatar. I would love to just see more stories from that universe. Maybe maybe a, some side stories about other people that were displaced during the Hundred Year War. Or were there other wars in Avatar history where big changes happened? Um, I I there's you're right. There's so much time between the first Avatar to Aang and Korra that there's a lot of stories you could explore there. I think. So I would love to see that. Um, I, I, you know, but if they do, if they keep just doing Aang, that's fine too. I mean, I love, I love those characters. I love Katara and Sokka and Zuko and Toph and Suki. I, I love them all. So I, I if they, if they want to continue that, that's fine. But I think if I had to pick, I would pick more learning about other avatars or other people. Yeah. So I, I think the thing I'd be most excited about would be past avatar stuff. But I mean, there is enough, like when. Korra first came out, they released this picture called Old Friends and New, and we kind of see, like, a middle-aged Zuko with, like, two broadswords, and, like, it looked really cool. So, like, I wouldn't mind, like, exploring, like, middle-aged Zuko, because, you know, we kind of see him as a young man, like, first becoming a Fire Lord, and then we see him as, like, an elderly man, like, kind of past his prime. Uh, but we never really get to see a lot of the Aang gang in, Ooh, in their prime. Or they could do, they could do it. They could do a whole movie about old old lady Katara and old man Zuko falling of, in love. That would make a lot of people really happy. <laughs> I think that would make a lot of people very happy because <laughs> all the Zutara shippers didn't quite get what they wanted, obviously. And, um, yeah, that, that might be fun. I don't know. I, I think I, I was hoping for that in Korra a little bit. I mean, I'm sure I'm probably alone in this, but I wouldn't even mind if they did some of the comics in movie form. I mean, I love The Search. I think the search is like a beautiful story and you find out all this stuff about Zuko's mom and there's like really beautiful illustrations and like they bring back like Some people you know, didn't like stuff it. with like the, the co the face dealer. Like I really mm -hmm. like love bringing that back into it. Um, so I would actually love to see that like animated, but I do understand like the story has been told. So people aren't as excited about it. Mm, I, I did think of one other story I would love to see. How I What's that? How a humble cabbage vendor went on to make him one of the most powerful co corporations in, in the universe. Yes. Well, Jamie, it's so funny because you, you were talking about the Ember Island players, and he, he was the one, I think, that gave them the, the story, the story I, I believe. Um, they said, how did they find out this much about, about us? And they're like, a mysterious cabbage merchant. Very knowledgeable See? merchant of cabbage. Yeah, very knowledgeable. To happen to know a lot. No, it's so... That's funny you mentioned that, J.D., because I remember when I had watched, when Korra was coming out, and I, during that time when I hadn't, I'd stopped watching it, or I hadn't started watching it yet, and I was joking with a friend, and I was saying, oh my gosh, it would be so funny if the cabbage merchant, like, you find out seven years later, and Korra became, like, some big shot rich guy with just, like, all this, and they were like, yeah. yeah, that's, that's, what, that's happens. what happens. <laughs> I don't know how, but I guess his 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 luck turned around eventually. He got the royalties from the show, and he just invested them very well. I guess they paid. Or, a, uh, yeah, or I he guess got all so. that all that insurance money from losing his, all those cabbages. I don't know, but he see he that, did that was okay. the real scheme all along. Though he was purposely following them around so he could keep collecting the insurance off it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that was it. Yeah, but that's that. I have wanted to dress up as the Cabbage Man for years for Halloween. I every Halloween I say I'm going to do it. I'm going to dress up as the Cabbage Man, and I haven't done it yet. But one day I will. That's actually right. like my name on 
steam as well as my cabbage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so is there anything else you guys wanted to say before we bring this uh, extra long double length bonus episode? Maybe we'll close <laughs> with our favorite characters and then um, just as that's a fun light note and final thoughts. Okay. You want to start? Uh, JD, you start. All right. F favorite character? Yeah, I'm curious. Ira. The guy just... I mean, first he's this silly old man, like... He seems like pretty much like a fool, but then like mm -hmm. you realize like there's so so much more to him. Mm -hmm. uh, I just I love this gut like the slow discovery of how he became who he was. Yeah. yeah, and his relationship with Zuko is is really beautiful, and you know getting to see Zuko have a not toxic father figure yeah. and yeah. seeing that develop it's it's a really beautiful story. What about you, Mike? What, who, who is, is your favorite character also Iroh? My favorite character is Iroh, but just just to be different, since Shady kind of already covered Iroh, I'll say my 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 second favorite character is is Varric from the Legend of Korra, mm -hmm. just because I'm a sucker for that like rich mad scientist Iron Man type character, uh, and he definitely was like one of the standouts in terms of like comedy in Korra. Yeah, Julie. Do Julie, do the thing. Yes. I still say that, like, on an almost daily basis. On a daily basis, yeah. Julie, do the thing. He, he, is, he is funny. He is very funny. So who's your favorite character? That's also... I love them all so much. Ugh. I, I, if I had to pick, I'd probably say Zuko. I love Zuko. Who doesn't love Zuko? He's so funny, especially in the beginning of third season when he goes. Zuko here. When he, yeah, when he Zuko here, and when he's when he's. I love that part when he's quoting Uncle Iroh saying, um, <laughs> "To save yourself from your other self, your true self must." No, I don't remember the quote. Your true self must reveal itself. I don't remember. I'm blanking out, but Zuko is just such an adorable character. He's just such... I, I'm a sucker for the angsty teenager character that then learns to be kind and good, and just... I, I love that unfortunate character that has the whole world against them, and they're just they're just angry about it, and then, you know, they have some sort of redemption. And that's why I love not to, you know... We'll, we'll get it's why I love Kylo Ren, which is a controversial opinion, but I love Kylo Ren for the same reason. I love that angsty character that just is just so angry and, you know... We love an angsty bad Yeah, boy. I mean, Zuko is much goal. better. I love Zuko a thousand times more. But Zuko <laughs> probably is my favorite character. Um, I love, in third season, seeing all his moments with the gang when they all get their life-changing field trip with Zuko. It just he's such a Except great top. character. So yeah, I think that uh covers covers most of yeah, of it. This was kind of all out of order, but that's Well okay. it wouldn't be an episode of Off Topic with J D if we didn't completely derail everything. And we also went extremely long. So to have one but, per person still listen from the three people who started, thank you for for sticking around. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I kind of rambled a little bit about the, the history of Avatar, but there's a lot to cover. <laughs> but yeah, well, thank I, you, thank you for joining us on this uh, extra long episode, Kim. Uh, you know, yes, thank you you're so welcome thank anytime. You for, our our can, first special guest. Yeah, I'm very honored to be the first. If you listen closely, on the show. if you listen closely on the early episodes, you can hear her cooking in the background. Yes, uh, or sometimes coming back in through the door yeah. when she gets home from work. Yeah, so, all that extra noise so is me. She's she's guest starred before, but this is it's nice to have you in person. Yeah.
All right, well, that's it for this episode. I'm still JD. And I'm still Mike. And I'm Kim. Bye. Bye.